Production. Recorded live. Uh, what a day. So we're just going to have some fun here, kind of impromptu. Uh, and just wait for my friends to get in here. So that we can get this going. So, this week there's all sorts of fun stuff to talk about with due process and things like that, but I think what will be most interesting is there has been a fair amount of news regarding uh, the retirement of Justice Anthony Kennedy. So, probably talk a bit about that. And then uh, just uh, go with the flow. But Julia should be in here any minute now. I think Chris is going to join us. Some big Supreme Court cases handed down. Thought we might do some explaining of uh, the significance of some of them, some bigger than others, in my opinion. But all of them interesting, if you ask me. But then again, I'm a legal nerd. <sighs> but um, just gotta wait for Julie and Chris to get here on the call. Hope everyone's going to be having an enjoyable uh, fourth. They have house projects for putting in a new shed. That's going to be fun. Anyone ever put a shed in before? I have. It's not great. <sighs> but there are worse things. So, hey, I'm fortunate enough to be able to put a shed in. Too stingy to want to pay someone to do it. Story of my life. Story of my wife's life. Poor woman. That is just the rattling of a beer bottle. Don't worry. Everything is under control. Oh, trying to get these done on the regular because I enjoy them. Julie and Chris enjoy them. I know that when we're consistent, our audience enjoys them. So, yeah. Kennedy retiring. Big news. And let us hoke them surrounding it because, oh, man, all the chicken littles out there crying that the sky is falling. But I just see a person who has done what he can with the court and is probably retiring for good reasons. 
other people seem to think that he was some sort of major force and that the moment he retires, no one will ever be able to get an abortion again, which is weird. Not the least of which because he's one of the Catholic justices. And the Catholic justices tended to be more stringent when it came to family planning type stuff. But as with all things, time will tell. I think we're also going to talk about some of the changes coming in for um, DACA and things like that one of the due process things I wanted to talk about because nothing infuriates me more than someone who gets paid a hell of a lot more money than me on a show like CNN and then completely misstate legal principles. And I get it because a lot of times you can make a lot of money misstating legal principles. But It doesn't do me any favors because there are people, believe it or not, who believe what they see on TV. And unfortunately, they come into my office asking for all sorts of things. But... Ah, there we are. Hey, Chris. Hello. Also, just so, so you know, my uh, Google thinks that you uh, that email was uh, either spam or phishing. So, so what? what? Google Gmail thinks that your email regarding the uh, the call time setup was either spam or phishing. Okay. Well, while I have you on the line, um, I just had a couple of questions about your mom's maiden name and um, as well as uh, your Social Security number and your state ID number, and then we can get going. Sure. Um, My mom's maiden name is Doe, and uh, the state ID number is 555-5555. I would have also accepted 867-5309. But, hey, man, I didn't know you used to be a model. You know, I I have a few tricks up my sleeve. So I can see. Um, I wanted to ask you real quick. um, I am pouring two ales into a Tervis tumbler to take outside with me. Is that a sign of an issue? No. Okay, good. Because I gave up the hard stuff, and the people at the liquor store up the street are not happy. They've bought at least one boat with my whiskey budget. (sighs) So how are things, man? No galas to get to? No. No art galas? No. 
So um, since Domino's is now paving streets, um, can we get rid of the government? We know who's going to build the roads. You know, maybe. I mean, at this point, I gladly welcome my Domino's delivery overlords. Well, <clears throat> and it's funny because that, you know, I... I'd love to talk about it more in depth because that that in fact takes care of the free rider issue on a public utility, which is where you have the people who derive the most profit from that utility maintain it. Mm -hmm. I think that's a win-win for everyone. And uh, I think Adam Smith would be proud of that solution. Yeah. But... I would concur. So I got a question for you, again, before Julia gets in here. Um, are you aware that now that Justice Kennedy is retiring, abortion will be made illegal tomorrow? What? It'll be that instantaneous? Yeah. No, I mean, uh, histrionics aside, I mean, I do get the concern. Mm-hmm. It's more so not, it's not tomorrow, it's maybe the hypothetical or the more philosophical tomorrow is in in the future of the next 18 to 24 months. Well, I I think that's unlikely for two reasons. And the biggest one being um, that what most people don't understand because most people don't pay attention or read. um, I mean, it has the time to read is that Roe v. Wade is founded on the idea that the privilege you enjoy with your physician is a privacy right that we all have. Mm-hmm. I don't see, even among the conservative justices, I don't see Gorsuch or um, or Roberts completely doing a 180 on privacy. I mean, Scalia to all sorts of things. And Gorsuch's been pretty hawkish about the Fourth Amendment, so I think we're safe. But, I think so, too. <sighs> but, yeah. you know, anyone for unions is uh, a little SOL lately. Well, I mean, Kennedy voted with the majority on Janus, right? I believe so. And I, for, for me, my problem with Janice, that's one of the cases I wanted to talk about, and we can badmouth unions all we want because you and I are both forced to be in them, mm-hmm. um, is all the guy was saying is that he's not a member of the union, he's forced to pay dues, and he objects to the fact he's forced to pay dues to to bolster political positions he disagrees with. Mm-hmm. His argument was because the union is so active in lobbying and in uh, and in uh, campaigning that it amounted mm-hmm. to forced political speech. Yeah. So the something, I, again, with the histrionics is something the opinion leaves open is what organizations like the NRA or the ACLU do, and they have you donate to discrete entities. 
Mm-hmm. You know, the NRA, ILA, and NRA proper are separate entities. Mm-hmm. And the NRA, ILA does the lobbying and the and the court work. So why couldn't a union like the Teamsters have a separate lobbying arm that people pay into voluntarily? Crazy, I know. I agree. And on top of that, lo and behold, is that many of those people in those unions tend to sway from what the union actually does. Yeah. Well, I mean, how much, you know, specifically um, suburban labor support did Trump get? I didn't see many pro-Trump UAW ads, but man, did the did UAW voters love him over here. Mm-hmm. Same right here. Yeah. So that's the other thing is the disconnect between the rank and file and the union leadership. That's more of a principled issue, though. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but Look at us being all reasonable and pragmatic. That's not how you get a job at CNN. <laughs> but yeah, I mean the the Janice one. A lot a lot of people like myself, more liberty minded conservatives, if you want to call us, were watching that one anxiously because that's most people's objection to unions is not. You know, not having someone to look out for you, not having someone to, uh, you know, negotiate pay and benefits and things like that. You are, uh, your position within the union as a member to say, hey, we have X, Y, Z number of people in our union, that, mm-hmm. and we all say this. No, that's, no, no. I get it. Oh, I, it it kind of makes me wish the Michigan Bar would be more politically active. That way I could uh, sue so I don't have to be a member. <laughs> you know, what, what are the bar dues? What is that? What are your bar dues each year? I do not have to pay them yet because I'm not a full member yet. Oh. You don't even know what they cost? I know it's different for young attorneys. Oh. Like XYZ year experience versus, you know. It is for a so like after five years, you, uh, you have to pay more. I got you. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm sure your, your employer would cover those costs. Yeah. Um, but as I recall, Julia gets raked over the coals in Hawaii. But so, what do you think about Kennedy retiring? And I also noticed that Janice Brown is still not on the short list. I am very disappointed. Um. Well, I think it sucks. Obama actually got his nominee through, I'd be a little less concerned. 
it, Merrick Garland was so milk toast. I mean, I would have so much rather he had the the gumption to put forth a super far left, you know, a, a, a Stevens Jr. before, um, you know, Merrick Garland. And I think, you know, I'd rather have someone principled than someone who just kind of swayed with the wind. We don't need another uh, Sandra Day O'Connor in the court. That is a dark time. Yeah. But, I mean, if you look at the court right now, mm-hmm. the only time it was really a liberal court was in the 60s and early 70s when you had the, uh, was it the Burger Court? Or was that the Warren Court? The Warren Court. I know court. at one point we... we Berger was pretty liberal, too, because Berger was um, chief justice when they did the nationwide moratorium on executions and things like that. But, yeah, who knows? And Chris got dropped out. So, I wonder what happened. We were having a good conversation. But, yeah, for those who don't know, uh, FDR appointed uh, Earl Warren to be Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. And a few of the things that uh, Warren did were things like uh, okay, strike down. So sorry, Jeffrey. I got disconnected. You should be sorry. Yeah. But yeah. Well, the... the uh, my, my problem with the Warren court is for all of the the Gideons and the Rose and the Plessies, um, we have Katz. And I think Katz has done more harm than any of his other decisions have done good. Interesting. Same, and, and Matt v. Ohio as well. And Terry. Let's just lump it all in. Let's just lump in all the ways that people in our inner cities get killed because of Judge Earl Warren. Unless you think I'm off base. Yeah, no. You're, I mean, especially with Terry, uh, I having seen it firsthand with New York, especially the value in the Terry stop was no. practically nil. To to clue people in, the Terry decision is what uh, opened up police departments to do what most call stop and frisk, that pretty much police can stop anyone they want on the street and give them a pat down to look for drugs and weapons. It was deemed to be, uh, what what was their justification, that a pat down is not a search and therefore the Fourth Amendment doesn't apply? Yeah, because they they just want to make sure that they're safe, so they're just looking you know, as, as they approach someone that they have a reasonable suspicion, uh, you know, of doing something wrong, they they have, the, in, for their own safety, they, they can pat someone down. Well, and that's the interesting thing, because um, the court's been handing down more recently a lot of pro-Fourth Amendment cases. So that um, 
the case about searching a bus on the border, the majority, no, one of the concurring opinions, so it's not explicitly overturned, basically stated that palpating someone's soft luggage is a search. So I think that opens up things that palpating someone's person is a search down the road. And I'd be all for that. I I hope so, too, because usually, you know, something that a person is holding is usually considered part of their person. Yeah. Well, I mean, the fourth, you know, unreasonable searches and seizures of what their person's papers and effects. Yeah. Yeah. So, nice to see that happening. And, you know, it's funny because one of the other ones on the short list is Mike Lee. And say what you will about Mike Lee being a Republican, but he would certainly be a more socially liberal Republican and definitely be all about limited government. And for me at this point, I think the most important uh, judicial agenda to push is to curtail the Commerce Clause and executive power. And I think Lee would do that. Or, um, you know, to, to to take the Thomas Massey meme, if you hate Betsy DeVos being the head of the Department of Education so much, why don't you just eliminate the department and get her fired? Well, you know, some people see no purpose for it, and some people do, depending upon what your inclinations are. I could go but, either way. It's interesting to me because for my entire life now, um, from the Reagan years to now, the the two things, the only two things, and I don't know why this is, that politicians seem to care about and the news seems to care about when it comes to judicial nominees is – how they'll rule on guns and how they'll rule on abortion or more specifically Mm -hmm. how they would opine because the Supreme court doesn't issue rulings. It issues opinions, Mm -hmm. except in matters of admiralty, I suppose, but that's rare. When was the last time we had one of those? Is that Amistad? I mean, it might be Amistad. I want to say there's probably some Somali pirate cases in there somewhere. Probably. But. So, but why is that? Why do you think there's so much concern over those? I mean, I really don't understand why to begin with. Because those are two things that I've always thought were before the recent things that Keller <clears throat> had made them an issue is that they were, for the most part, well settled and not needed. Um, and then I uh, was at KCV Planned Parenthood. I mean, as much as that neutered what was Roe v. Wade, again, 
I, you know, how many other times are you going to be litigated? Okay, well, let's come back. Is this something that's unduly burdensome in order to get your medical? Uh, There's a real Dixiecrat mentality around it that I can't help but ignore. And that's what bugs me. Yeah. And um, th- there's this horrible travesty, and we must focus all of our energy on repealing it or on overruling it, on passing a constitutional amendment. And I happen to be a pro-life, pro-gun guy. And I like Heller. And I'm frustrated with how Heller is being more or less ignored in the more junior courts um, in Maryland, for example. Yeah. On the same tick, I am pro-life. I also acknowledge the... Um, <clears throat> the need of terminative services. There, you know, we had one of these cases. There, there was a employee at Walgreens <clears throat> to give RU486 to a woman who'd had a partial miscarriage, and like this was this was not a morning after pill. Oops, I got drunk at a frat party type thing. This was no. This is prescribed by my doctor to flush out what is a dead fetus and you're making my life even harder. And then there was yeah. a woman in Ireland who actually died because it was unlawful to even abort her ectopic pregnancy. Mm-hmm. want to over-legislate things like that. And, you know, I'm, I'm also one of those, this is where Matt and I usually disagree of uh, allowing over-the-counter hormonal birth control like they do in many parts of the world. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> it, it, which is interesting to me because Matt is all for legalizing heroin, but a pharmacy prescribing birth control pills is a bridge too far for him. <laughs> yeah, the, the, that to me feels like a cognitive dissident, uh, a cognitive disconnect. But I I say you could end abortion by making sure no one who gets no one gets pregnant who otherwise doesn't want to be. We, we could reduce abortions to a functional zero, like in much of Europe, by giving people access to um, things like the pill and condoms very readily. Mm-hmm. That's right. This is from someone who, you know, went to Catholic school and had to learn how to put a condom on from Ebon's world. <laughs> there was no YouTube when I was in college. <laughs> YouTube was just pirated Star Wars movies when we were in college. Or the Star Wars kid. Ah, yeah. I kind of look like the Star Wars kid. I got ribbed for it, so it sucked. Not as bad as that kid who had to, like, change his name and move to a different state, I think. <laughs> but, but yeah, so w- what did you find interesting in the news this week? Weird when Julia's here, we don't have to just keep talking about what a douchebag Donald Trump is. 
<laughs> what did I find interesting in the news this week? Um, hmm. I mean, other than sort of trying to catch up on reading what the Supreme Court dropped down the last mm-hmm. few days, I'm sort of playing catch up on the news and also trying to pay attention to. That's more fun than it is. There uh, appears to be a disgruntled shooting in Maryland today. Yeah, I heard about that. I I just haven't, again, heard, haven't actually had a chance to do the dive and learn more about what exactly happened. the The thing that bugs me is you can actually tell uh, you don't even have to look at the timestamp on certain news because usually the very first story certain sources will be, it is unknown whether an assault weapon was used. That's usually the very first thing that, that's put out. And that bugs me because the type of gun used is immaterial. Um, that is true. I mean, theoretically speaking, you could perform a mass killing with a cap and ball cult, which the ATF does not classify as a firearm, and you can order it through the internet. I mean, and then aren't there also ways to 3D print gun and gun parts? I mean, I mean, the the 80% lower stuff is hard because you really need an end mill, and <clears throat> At a certain point, you're getting 80% lowers because you have an end mill. Like me and a buddy of mine, we're looking into buying an end mill just to mill ARs. And it's just, until we make our like hundredth one, it's just not worth it. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not shy about it. I built myself one this year and I built my wife one for her birthday. Hers is painted pink. She loves it. <laughs> Hers is great. It weighs five pounds. Like I hand that to people, and they're like, "This this weighs nothing. What is this witchcraft?" <laughs> oh, but yeah. I think. Um, oh, I did want to ask your opinion because you're a communist. What do you think of this? Uh, this uh, described socialist winning a democratic primary. I think it's great. <laughs> Why do you think need it's great? More, well, it's definitely showing something to the establishment that this is not what the people want. Mm-hmm. So perhaps a little bit of diversity of thought will um, inspire them to maybe rethink their strategy. Especially since that, you know, the person uh, that won, she was mm-hmm. not, um, she did not have the same sort of money, moneyed interest behind her mm-hmm. as the uh, incumbent uh, sort of Republican light uh, mm-hmm. considered uh, individual was uh, backed. So, I don't know. I, I just think it's. Yeah, like that, that was one of the things I was looking at because we, we haven't seen the other shoe drop. Um, because in Virginia, I was quietly rooting for Nick Freitas in the Republican primary. 
And, you know, he didn't win. Um, you know, he's a, he's a pro-liberty Republican. But mm-hmm. one of the things I can't help but notice is more and more people are starting to do this calculus. And the, the Pyrrhic victory for Freitas was he won on efficiency, like the number of votes he got. And he was within a, 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 a baby's hair. You know, we're talking maybe a thousand votes towards the end there. And he got outspent handily. But we're fast reaching a point. And I mean, you know, Trump did not spend nearly as much money as Clinton. And Clinton spent way more money than Bernie Sanders. But the price per vote that's getting put out there and these routine, you know, over a billion dollar presidential campaigns, it's going to fall apart. Because yeah. where where Nick really succeeded was with the Reddit crowd and Facebook Lives and things like that. And I think there's a lot to be said of someone who can tap into a generation that doesn't watch TV. This is true. And the other part of me um, is that I think everyone should have to face a primary. Yes. Absolutely. Um, I think even the incumbents, I think that at the at the state convention they should welcome anyone who wants to, to challenge someone for a seat. It shouldn't be expected that you get to run for election because you've already well, been doing the job. And worse, these are not they're so rarely treated as Democratic positions, and they're treated as government positions. That oh, you have seniority. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. <clears throat> that you're rewarded for being old. Essentially. Wrong. Doing sit-ups now? Uh, no, but I will be heading to the gym with the girlfriend in a little bit. Okay. So I, I think that that is starting to change as the the landscape changes. And I think it's very interesting because um, the establishment, especially on the Democratic side, is very keen to make sure that <laughs> the Internet is reined in as it, ap- as it applies to politics. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest, there, there's a lot of BS that was said during the 2016 campaign but it was not as bad as George W. Bush's revolving door ads. I mean, George mm-hmm. didn't walk revolving door ads. You know, let's let's start there. Just a bald-faced lie and paid actors talking about how Michael Dukakis, as Attorney General, let people out of prison in California, and they went and murdered people. And that yeah. is after you know, all sorts of regulation on TV ads. So I think there are people who can't truly understand why someone wouldn't vote for Bernie Sanders or Hillary Rodham Clinton. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's because people aren't communists and there are issues that people care about that Hillary Clinton was contrary to, like mm-hmm. guns. 
but yeah. So you've just been catching up on the news then? Yeah. I think the other interesting thing to come out besides Janice, and I was hoping Julia would be here because I wanted to do a deep dive, is um, the decisions surrounding uh, minors at the border. Mm-hmm. And something that really got under my skin um, was the ACLU issued a press release that um, detaining and deporting people um, without a hearing uh, violate the due process clause, which I strongly disagree with. Um, I think there's a stronger argument that separating families at the border violates the due process clause. I wanted to talk to you about that. You got a couple minutes? <clears throat> we can save it for next week. Yeah, that might be a, a longer conversation for next week because I think that would be more than an hour. Yeah, but... What about Julia uh, couldn't arrive? <laughs> apparently not. She <laughs> probably has afternoon sickness or whatever you get when you're pregnant. Yeah, I would not be able to relate. Yeah. But, I mean... Yeah, I do want to talk about that because nothing gets under my skin more, as you know, than someone who completely misstates legal principles. Well, that, you know, weak-willed men and people who misstate legal principles. Yeah. But what are primaries for you? Primaries for me? Yeah, you you in New York. Mine are in August. I don't know. We just had them yesterday. <clears throat> Was that statewide primaries or just party primaries? Um, I, I think that one in the same yeah. Okay, so all your local stuff was on the ballot and stuff, too? Mm-hmm. Did you get your sticker? Did you vote? I am not a party member, so... Oh. Oh, New York is closed? You couldn't... Okay. Nope. Democracy in action. Mm-hmm. Ah. <sighs> oh, what a time. And there were no um, ballot initiatives to vote for? I think those are reserved for the actual elections there are any. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we're going to be voting on completely legalizing weed. It's going to be interesting. So you can you can come over and blaze a bowl, as the kids say. Or is that not your bag? Not my bag. Okay. Well, I mean, if, yeah, I don't think I want to do a deep dive in immigration as we're about to bugger on off, but yeah. Janice was interesting. I encourage people to read it. it the the thing that bugs me about the coverage of Janice is the Janice, the Janice case just going full circle, is the idea that 
in order for unions to survive, we need to make sure that workers have no choices, no say in the matter, and that unions are so good for people that even forcing them to engage in political speech is necessary to preserve the unions. And I can't think of any more bald-faced partisanship than, you know what, we don't really care about the union members. What we like is the union money, so we're going to stand behind the union. Yeah, which to me seems kind of intuitive members mm-hmm. that actually make the union thrive. Mm-hmm. That, that sort of goes to my lefty communism. Although, to be fair to Mr. Janice, he was pretty much saying, I hate that they give so much money to Democrats. That was pretty much his, his issue. So, yeah. Time will tell. Do, do you think the the days are numbered for the Teamsters in the UAW, that they will be a thing of the past because of Mr. Janice's cabal that he has declared? <laughs> I lost him again. All right. Well, this was a fun, brief call, but I think we're going to uh, put a pin in that for now. Have a good week, everybody, and be smart.